Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, February 13th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Good morning, Carrie. David, up until now, the Republicans have stayed pretty much on message. They say the way to beat Barack Obama, or they thought, was to attack him on the economy. Then they spent last week on the question of forcing religious institutions to pay for contraception, even if it's against their beliefs. Who made the political mistake here, the president or the Republicans? Well, you know, I think it's going to be a few months before we know the answer to that, Kerry. But so far, it seems to me that the president probably emerged from the week with somewhat of the upper hand, because it forced the Republicans onto the ground of arguing against uh, medical coverage for contraception, which is a very different issue than arguing against medical coverage for abortion. But what it also did was return uh, the Republican Party to the culture war issues. And I think that President Obama has calculated that as he tries to win over many of the independent voters, he's more likely to do so if the Republicans are fighting the culture wars instead of making an economic argument. The other thing that's going in the president's favor, though it may only be temporary, is that the most recent economic news has been pretty good. That doesn't indicate that there's a full-scale turnaround uh, underway. But these have been the first real glimmers of life in the U.S. economy uh, in, many, uh, in many years. And so I think the president's going to do everything he can to exploit that. Let's move overseas. There were reports of attacks this morning on the Israeli embassies in New Delhi and in the Republic of Georgia. Just last week, the U.S. warned that Iran may seek to retaliate for the assassinations of some of its nuclear scientists. Do you think that's what we're seeing here? Well, we don't know for sure. And, of course, these attacks just happen. It's going to take a while to sort through uh, the evidence. But certainly, since the arrest uh, late last year of an Iranian-American on charges that he tried to uh, arrange for the assassination of the Saudi ambassador to the United States and some other uh, attempted attacks in Latin America against Israeli targets, uh, people have been on high alert for this. And it does raise a, a bigger point, which is that these assassinations of the Iranian scientists, which people believe uh, is the work of the Mossad, could start a a real tit-for-tat kind of uh, set of attacks uh, around the world. And that is certainly something that Israelis, Americans, others are very vulnerable to, and it's one of the reasons the U.S. has a, a ban on assassinations. David, it's been about a year since Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak was forced from power. Let's try to assess a little bit about what we've learned in the past year. What's the biggest lesson from these events? I would say, Kerry, that the biggest lesson from these events is that while it is wonderful to see a region that has not had very much democracy in its midst for many decades begin to embrace it, um, it's worth remembering that the people who start revolutions rarely finish them. And that's what we're seeing take place in Egypt now as uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and some uh, much more fundamentalist Islamic groups begin to make good use in elections of the democratic space that's been opened up. And you're seeing that happen uh, in various forms throughout the region. So it's going to be a much more challenging environment for the United States to go deal with. And I'm sure that 
many old allies are going to be much harder uh, to handle. At the same time, I think the U.S. has learned that it's got to embrace the democracy that it, it preaches, even if at times the people who get elected would not be Washington's first choice. The news out of Syria gets worse with each passing day. So does President Obama have any new options at this point? Not many. You saw one uh, play out uh, just over the past uh, day or so when the Arab League called for the insertion of a U.N. peacekeeping force in Syria. The problem is that there's no peace to keep at this point, and there's no reason to believe that that peacekeeping force wouldn't be outgunned by the Syrian forces, who are, with considerable brutality, uh, shelling uh, the uh, city of Homs and uh, doing everything they can to put down this uprising. The difficulty in this particular case is that the Syrian regime sees this entire battle as a battle for its survival, and it's got that right. And I think under those conditions, it's very difficult to negotiate a a ceasefire. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, Kerry. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Kerry Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.